you. Father, thank you so much for <laughs> thank you so much for this evening. I pray, dear Lord, as we're about to do the podcast, that you guide our thoughts, guide our speech, let us speak those things, dear Lord, that the listeners will benefit from. In the end, this is not for our benefit. It's a blessing and it's an opportunity to to do what you have called us to do. We just pray that you guide hey. us so that those that hear it um, hear something that will bless them too. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. 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 Okay. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Good evening, ladies. <laughs> what? Nah, we, we went through this last time. We don't know when they're going to be listening to. <laughs> all right, all right. Okay, I'll change it. Hello, everyone. <laughs> oh, welcome. Okay, let's do this again. Yeah. Yeah. You introduced that one, innit? Hey, no, you, blacksmith furnace. Yeah. yeah. So, so I'm not saying good evening anymore. You do realize I don't edit this out, right? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hello, everyone. Good afternoon. Good morning. Good evening. Welcome to another episode of the Blacksmith Furnace with me, Robert. Me, Pete. Me, Muse. Yeah. 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 <laughs> right time, you know. Yeah. Right time. Yeah. Wait, She's looking like. <laughs> we also have Leia with us, and we have two very special yeah. guests. It's cool, it's cool. Hold tight. Real safe, real safe. (laughs) We have two very special guests with us this evening. We have Jamelia. Hi. And we have the one, the only. There's actually no words to describe this guy, you Um, know. That's because he's using all of those words. (laughs) He's using all of those words in bars. Yeah, nice to meet you guys, man. Jolade, nice to meet you. Jolade. Hmm. Wow. Dope one. This guy's like a superstar in every single way. He is. World star. He's on world star. He is on world star. For all the right reasons. For all the right reasons. (laughs) Thank (laughs) you for adding that. Thank you for adding that. You can tell my guest. He's a a poet. He's a spoken word artist. He don't eat meat, though. Can we, can we, like, (laughs) you know what, yeah? Like, he don't eat meat, and every time he goes to our house, I don't know to feed him. Long story short, yeah www.thegelade.com doesn't exist anymore. Doesn't, doesn't exist. exist anymore. Jolade. Oh, oh, wait, he took out the Jolade. The Jolade. Jolade.com. www.jolade.com. J O L A D E. D E. Ah, you can't spell. You know that one when I started yeah. It I was where I'm the godfather of your child. Oh, <laughs> you know, I started spelling it, yeah, I was like, fam, I committed myself to this shit. I can't make a mistake. And you did. I, 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 I helped you. Okay. Let's go into it. Let's focus a bit. Okay. So before we start with the questions, um, let me just, just talk about what we've been doing this evening. So we got together, we ate pizza, and we're just sharing poetry with each other. As you do when poets get together in the room. Who that Robert do? If my coach is listening to this, I didn't eat some of the pizza in it. <laughs> he had a box he and a half. He ate most of the pizza. <laughs> With no shame. Absolutely no shame. And one thing that became very apparent during our conversations was how everybody wanted to write like everybody else. That's true. That's true. Mm. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So, I guess maybe the first question should be, as Christians... Is it right for us to be wanting to write like what people? Should we be content with the gifts God has given us? You see, let's let's backtrack this for a second here. The statement everybody wants to write like everybody else, I feel it doesn't really apply to me. Um, and as much as I appreciate and I see the dopeness in everyone's pieces, I've battled with what you've the question you've just asked in terms of wanting to write like other people. So 
when I first started speaking to Jamila, hi, like <laughs> her poetry inspired and still inspires me, and it's like I tried to write like her, and I've speaking with other people, um, listening to other people, I've, I've actually tried to write like everyone in this room, and I've realised that, in as much as it allows me to try different things. I can get to a point where I'm selling myself short by trying to be another person. Mm. So I need to just embrace, yes, learn from other people, learn different tools and techniques that they use, but make it my own mm -hmm. and allow myself to develop. So um, in as much as, yeah, I, I really much enjoy the poetry and I continue to enjoy your poetry. I will, let me talk, yeah? I will learn what I can do and continue to kind of rub shoulders with you guys in hopes that I grow but I seek to develop myself as myself because I, I feel like everyone here with our unique perspectives has something unique to present in their poetry yeah. and I appreciate that uniqueness I think it's, it's interesting <coughs> um, I was listening to a like a workshop that was done by the poet laureates or whatever their name is in America like in the White House at one point and he was saying someone was asking how do you find your voice as a poet and he was saying he was saying it really bluntly copy other people so he was saying find people you like try to write as much as them it's write um, without shame literally like you're you're buying their lyrics or whatever write like them until it, you find what you need to learn from them and then move on and keep on doing that till you find your own voice. So I think it's, it's similar to literally like there are aspects of everyone's writing that like you kind of want to be able to, to do as well. And I think part of recognizing that in others and wanting to learn the skill, wanting to hone your craft, your craft in that direction is, is all part of the growing process. I, I think it's, it's just part of becoming better. Really, I think. Chiladi? Um, I don't really know what the process is for bettering oneself. I think it's, it's, it could be a mixture of all those things. In terms of writing like other people, um, I wouldn't say it's as, as clear-cut as that for me. I'd more say I'm trying to be as profound as I think other people are with their work. So it's not trying to write like them, but trying to just maintain that same sort of clarity and... Mm and viciousness in the words. I'm trying to re repeat that process in mind. So I'm aware of the differences in everyone else and that's what makes us stand out. That's what makes us appeal to different people in, in an audience. I would never want to sacrifice my own in, um, individual individuality, whatever that might be, good or bad, to be like someone else. Because too many times I go to a show and um, I hear someone else say, oh, that person sounds like that other poet. And not once would I wish to be, I've been told that before when I started out, um, and that made me realise I had to really study what I was doing and listen to myself to find out whether I sound like myself or a carbon copy of someone else. Mm. So um, I don't think it's a bad thing wanting to sound like other people because there's something about them you like. Mm. And in a sense, you can apply it to any other area of life. Mm. What we see in our idols is what makes us want to be like them, you know. And so it's not a bad thing just to make sure that in our aspiration, we must make sure that what makes us is always evident. It's always evident in our process. Mm -hmm. um, so that when they say, um, 
I saw Gelare or I saw Moz or Peter or anyone else performing, they said they saw you and not a version of mm. someone, someone else. Like, you. Sounded like this guy performing. Exactly. Mm. If anything, let them see you sound, you sound like a best someone else. Yeah. <laughs> you, know? you can dig that, can't you? But yeah, that's my opinion. What about you, Jamelia? Um, I think for me, when I say I want to write like you, it's I want to be a better poet, and there's something in your work that I admire that I want to be able to recreate in some way. So whether it's your wordplay, your metaphors, your imagery, <coughs> your rhyming scheme, your flow, something's hit me in your piece and I'm like, I need to add that to my pieces because then my pieces will be better pieces. Mm. It's not saying that I, because I said I want to write like all of you. What I said was, all of you teach me Mm. how you write so i can add it to how i write so mm. my writing will be super super dope mm. because it will have elements of everything it's like getting into anything right if, if you're getting into photography and you go to um, a photographer that knows more than you mm. you might not want to take pictures like them but you want to know what they know mm. so that you can write better or you can take pictures better mm. so i think that's what it is Mm. And I don't think that's a sin or anything. No, 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 it's not coveting. No. Yeah. No. Yeah, I was going to yeah, say. Yeah, Robert. What about me? Can you answer the question? Don't know. You don't know if you can answer the question well, or you don't know the answer. Obviously, I've been blessed to know many amazing poets. Many of whom are in this room right now. Just. And yeah, like everyone's been saying, there's aspects of how each person writes Yeah. that that I want to see in like my own poetry mm. because like there's like different things about your poetry that will get me gassed and then when I'm writing I want to be able to like gas myself mm -hmm. whilst, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. whilst I'm writing straight mm. because if you don't enjoy your poetry then how can you expect anyone else, to, else enjoy to enjoy it mm. so you have to enjoy it first before anyone else can enjoy it so Definitely. if I can find a way through looking at you guys to enjoy writing poetry even more so I think I should grab the opportunity with both hands, you mm. know. Even if I have to, even if I have to steal a couple of your bars to begin with, you know, just like rework it until it's my bird. No, no, no. no. <laughs> you know, because you, you know it says in the Bible, there's stuff like new under the sun in it. Mm. Oh yeah. So even if you think, yeah, I thought of this bar, somebody else, someone's already thought of that bar. <laughs> in a That's why I just put it on Twitter. Anyway, copyright that. Copyright that. I was gonna say, I think there's there's a humility and there's a wisdom in being willing to learn from people mm. and, and being willing to recognise where someone's better at something than you are. Because mm -hmm. um, otherwise, there's, there's no growth. Mm -hmm. um, Define uh, better. Like, okay, so I'm going to go in. Um, we did a piece together uh, while I was at uni um, that was... Uh, we did at a show, Unite Show, I don't yeah. if you remember it. The Love Manifesto. Uh, the Love Manifesto. Right, and had to be a love poem. <laughs> well, before that piece, before that piece, well, I don't even say before. You're like much better at wordplay than I am, right? And so it was a matter of recognizing that. All right, there's this thing that you do that I would I would want to incorporate into my work, and I remember that piece going through, and we kept on going back and forth because there would be uh, an iteration of the piece and I'll come back and like, yeah, okay, I've changed this. And then you see it and like, oh, okay, yeah, I'm going to change that. <laughs> and then it was just like me incorporating more and more wordplay just by virtue of being able to see that you do it and being able to learn from you. So it wasn't necessarily 
copying but I could have been like well yeah I was writing poetry first so I ain't gonna learn from nobody I'm, I'm a don at this and I wouldn't learn anything I wouldn't oh. grow I'd be where I am good or not and I'd be stuck there but being humble enough to recognize when someone's better at it, that's, that's something than you and then learning from it I think that's, there's wisdom in that mm. Peter says that he, he enjoys my wordplay but I was actually like listening to him at a performance at uni that made me want to start writing poetry in the first place so if it wasn't for me listening to Peter that one time, I actually wouldn't be a poet. Oh, the bromance. I can actually ver validate or verify the story that Peter just said, because when he was going through that writing process, he would often say to me that your writing is challenging him to actually incorporate more wordplay into his and is actually making him a bit more critical of his work yeah. in that in that aspect as well mm. so yeah um the question i actually had in terms in lines of this is more i'm not sure how to phrase it but i hope you don't kind of understand it in terms of how do you recognize or develop yourself creatively <laughs> how do you go about recognizing what you enjoy creatively or yeah and then go about developing it I don't so think it's, I it's a personal question yeah it's a personal thing so it's more like, how do you improve your craft? What or how do you, do you even um, come across what your craft is? How did you personally come across? Mm. As you just said, Peter, and then Peter, you heard Peter writing, and you were like, oh, cool. Oh, but it's a backstory. That. There's that whole backstory to it. So yeah, like, how did you discover? So for Zelady, you videographer, photographer, um, poet, all things under the sun, parkour, uh, all of these things, and say, sent. Senpai, senpai. Oh, all, all, all oh. of these things, oh, you're oh. boss like, man. Oh. How did you actually? Are you done? <laughs> no, we are not done. Iron Man, <laughs> mm. Thor, uh. Hulk, <laughs> <laughs> Captain, um, Captain Nigeria. Niger boys. I can see the front door. You're trapped. You can't get out. Green, white, and green. Trust it. With the eagle on the back. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually not that deep. <laughs> I'm from Hackney still. <laughs> it's going to take you a while to get back. I don't mind, G. Uh, Hackney by Nigeria. Can you answer the question? <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. Like, I, My process in terms of bettering skills has always been at the expense of my upkeep. Mm. So rarely is there a time where I want to upgrade skill because of my own personal preference i'm a freelancer okay you know it's kind of necessary that i upgrade my skill mm. if i want to be relevant and earn a living um poetry is not that deep for me because poetry used to be a source of income it's poetry was never a thing i set up to do as a career it just happened mm. um it's more like these a hobby. accidental dope poets can you imagine no to be, in honesty my whole creative pro me being a creative was an accident in itself i want to how be a journalist you, i want to be a journalist I want to be a journalist, you know? I went to college and I was studying print journalism. I, I was going to be an IT guy. I, that was going to be my thing. I, I, I'm a geek. I'm a, I still am. You know, um, I, was, I was studying IT literature because I like to write. And, and journalism, my mother said, oh, you can do four things in A-level. Do one more. I'm like, no, it's not by force. She said it's by force. And she made me do politics. Funny enough, as a result of me being in politics, UK and US politics, I got sent to America by Hackney Youth Parliament to go and document the elections, mm. Obama's first election. Mm. And that was a film thing. And the only reason why I got to go there and film it as well was because 
my journalism course got scrapped after the first year because there weren't enough students. I got sent to another school that was doing media. Right. And they gave me a camera and said, go mm. make a short. And I was like, what's this? I want to be a journalist. Mm. So all the things I am was as a result of accidents and mm. such. And mm. I still do all those things I wanted to do. But where I am is a result of, you know, life hitting me one way and me saying, all right, cool. I like to go with the flow. Mm. So my process of, of, of even film and stuff, like I'm nowhere, I, I want to be a, a DOP, a director of photography, which is basically the big dog in film. Mm -hmm. I, I want to be that guy, hopefully one day, I'm in nowhere, well, in nowhere am I close to it, but I'm taking steps daily, whether it's meeting people, you know, watching blogs, all that stuff, mm. just to, to, to brush up. Mm. If I ever have time to sit down and get better, <laughs> that, that rarely happens. I'm literally only getting better because I need to earn a living. Mm. Um, so it depends on where you are in your life. If you've got a full-time job and then a hobby which you can improve, then that's a different thing. But all my hobbies, if I want to call them hobbies, are my actual job. Mm. Um, they're my, it's my career. Mm. So even poetry, that's why I don't perform as much because it's not, first of all, it's not a focus. Mm -hmm. And it's only my way of just dealing with it. You know how annoying things. that is? Yeah, like, I mean, it's not, it's not a focus, but it's still so sick. I'm, I'm just dope. It's still so sick. I haven't even tried. I haven't even tried. Do you know how annoying it is? To be honest, I'm not trying to downplay it. There are sometimes I do hear of a poet when I go to events and I'm like, you know what, I need to go read some more. So a friend of mine, JJ Bola, um, he's a UK poet who's now, you know, he, he left the UK last year, bought a one way ticket, he was like, I'm out. Um, and he's a legend. He got me to understand that to be better as a poet, you need to read more. Mm. And I love books, and I thought I read enough. Obviously not. Um, I started reading, and my writing improved mm. without me intending it to, mm. because my mind had this new information yeah. inside of it, new, new phrases, new ways of thought, and, and such. So I believe your ability to improve is based upon your appetite for absorption. Mm. Um, and not absorption that you want. It's absorption mm. you have no choice mm. to take part in. Um, Two top tips right there. If you want to write better, read more. Definitely read more. Your ability to improve what you're out for is what directly correlated to your ability to absorb mm. more of it. Be smart about what you absorb as well. Go against the grain, you know, sometimes. Mm. Uh, obviously, hard to say in the church environment, go against the grain. Because the grain in church is very much fine. Mm. Um, I, I, yeah, but that's I mean, a there's, there's space for, for There's space for an inquiry in mining church. Mm. There's space for an inquiry. Depends on no, that's the thing. Oh. I could say that depending on oh, the yeah. kind of um, okay. yeah. Yeah. environment your yeah. church provides mm -hmm. for your creative mind. Because mm -hmm. one thing I'm, I'm aware of, I've got a mentor mm. now, a mentee. I've got a mentee who approached me, said he wants me to help him get better at film. And he's he's from a, um, a very strict church background to the point where um, every media thing he does or has produced for himself is something to do with a church message. Um, and he's come to me where none of my work speaks church, not mm -hmm. in, the, in, the, in the derogatory sense, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. it just there's nothing about my work that speaks of a gospel message. Mm -hmm. And his family has have told him to reach out to me to say, he, he, please take him under your wing. Mm -hmm. And I'm looking at his work thinking, what can I actually teach you that won't hopefully won't jeopardize what you believe to be your morals as a mm -hmm. Christian and, and your processes yeah. kind of thing. So it's about his creative license. What, what, what do you have in mind? And are you willing to go against your Christian license grain, mm. if you have one, to produce content that might actually get you to the bigger leagues mm. um, that your family want you to get to, kind of thing. Um, so what do you think the line is between creativity and Christianity? Because there, there's no line between them. They're one and the same. You think so? I think so. Because we you know how you mentioned about, is this, if there, you didn't mention, you asked if there's any like Christian mm. version of erotica. Mm. And, yeah. and we mentioned Sons of Solomon. 
that itself should show you what where the if the, that is no line in creativity and between line um, Christianity and creativity, because the fact of the matter is, this is Solomon we're talking about. Solomon was one of the wisest men on earth. To be wise is to be probably one of the most creative on earth. Not only did he write that poetry, he built buildings people couldn't even imagine building. Mm -hmm. So your creativity and, and, and your faith are very, very linked. Um, I, I believe your creativity is your manifestation of your faith. In the sense that you are capable of this, of this, this wonder. To be able to sit down and write or draw or take a picture of something so that people might find so profound is, a, is the manifestation of the gift you were given. So there is no line. They're directly connected. I just think there are sometimes... This is where values come in. Mm. Your morals. Mm. You know, what are you creating? Does it make you feel good inside? As in righteously? Um, and is it just you doing it because of, uh, I don't know, for lack of a better word, carnal desire? Um, again, which erotica could fall into, but as Peter pointed out earlier, sometimes your carnal desires are okay because it's not coming from a bad place. They're just coming from a place where you are made to do these things and it's your desire to do them but not trying to get anyone around you to do those things with you mm. instantly kind of thing so why do you think that there's this thing about christian art being mediocre mediocre <laughs> <laughs> i feel like it's a conversation we've had before mm. not, not the podcast of course but yeah mm. i think it's always be a conversation yeah, <laughs> to be had i wouldn't call it mediocre i think there's just this false belief that you have to quote a bible reference in every single thing you do and that angers me because when I hear people say, oh, like I, I told you before, this guy, when I started out in poetry, this guy came up to me and said, hey, your poetry is really good, man. I felt the message, but I thought there needs to be more God in it. I, I don't know how, how I kept myself calm after he said that. But I wanted to ask him, what does that actually mean? What does it mean to put more God in my work? What were you hearing? Mm. Did you not hear a Bible passage that you like so much? I wanted to ask him that. Mm. My piece was about nothing to do with God. There was not a single mention of God in my poem. But it was a, it's a poem that everyone in the audience could relate to if you came from where I came from. Mm. So for you to come and tell me I need more God is to brush aside the meaning of my poem, my pain even, and the audacity of that even makes me wonder what kind of Christian you are. Because mm. I didn't ask you to judge my work and you came and told me I need more God in my work. Mm. Who are you? So when I hear, um, when I go, I'm, I'm, I'm not shy in any way. I won't tell you what I think about your work if you don't ask me. I will tell you what I think about it of my own free will. Mm. And even if you ask me, please don't ask me because the answer I give you might not be what you want to hear. I'm honest. <laughs> if I say I like it, I like it. And, and I mean it. If I don't like it, I'll tell you I didn't really feel that part of me get that part. But for, for Christians to believe that Christian art has to have a reference of God every time is wrong. There are many artists out there who are Christians. I mean, how many times does, does um, Steve Harvey talk about God in, 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 his, in his talks? Mm. He doesn't always mention God specifically. But you can see that like, Christian but values. Exactly, what, you can see the says. values in his work. Mm. You can apply that to art. I can speak about life, about how hard it is to work and your perseverance and your ambition. I haven't got to say God, but you know those things are of God because God is all about ambition. God is all about perseverance. You know, so why do I have to mention a Bible reference? Why do I have to mention he is never going to let you down for you to be like, yes, click fingers and, and all that stuff. That doesn't, I want to, I want to challenge you creatively. You know, I want to push the boundaries of my art. I want to, I want to say something so profound that you have to dig layers before you find a correlation between that and faith, mm. you know, just because I'm pushing my license. Um, but there's, there's, there is that saying, each to their own. Mm. Um, and I, I believe that applies here um, in that instance. That's just my opinion. I think, I think the thing with me mediocre art in, in church is that we've got this opinion, um, not we've got this opinion, but you, you tend to see that 
everyone to be positive and be positive at face value mm. so just say oh that was nice because mm. you quoted the bible 20 times you know and so yeah that's nice god bless you keep doing what you're doing and they think that that's all there is but if you're not being positive and you're not actually helping the person thank you you're not actually thank um, you forcing the person to go back and grow mm-hmm. then of what benefit is that mm-hmm. the the people like that constructed the um, cherubim on the Ark of the Covenant and, and the people that built stuff back in the day God said he had blessed them with those gifts and those things were works of art like mm. properly works of art mm. so for for them to do that would obviously mean that they they've worked hard on their craft for or, or they, they this is something that they do and God has blessed them with something else but what God blessed them with what they created was not mediocre mm-hmm. it was it was significant in a, in a in a unique and in a special way, and I think the church like needs to well, like I hope now we're getting to that point where we're we're not accepting of shoddy work. Mm-hmm. There's 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 you trying your best and your best not being good enough. Fair enough. There's constructive criticism and there's ways to present that that maybe won't make you go and commit suicide. Mm. But, <laughs> <laughs> like you know you've sat up all night for like weeks trying to write this piece and it turns out it wasn't good fair enough but someone just comes and tells you go away like you, you know so there's better ways to do it what's that what the hell are those <laughs> <laughs> it goes back to that, that question which, which was how do you get better at your art mm. you know Christians need to be made or they don't need to be but it'd be nice if Christians were allowed to realise that you can absorb <laughs> absorb other information to help your creative process i'm not yeah. saying go watch a derogatory rap video to help your you know your your your, your art i'm mm-hmm. saying there are other books you can read like i read a lot of philosophy books mm-hmm. there's this book in question that i found in my uncle's trunk called the reason of things by ac grayling and he's a philosopher but on the back of of the book was a bible passage and that blew my mind that way he's a he's a philosophy guy and he's obviously not a man of faith but he's got a bible passage on the back that correlates with his thoughts in the book and his his work wasn't criticizing a religion in any way, but was more or less drawing parallels between the people that don't have faith and the people of faith and the ways of the world and mm. just the thought process. It's very provoking stuff. I really I love the book. I read it like five times over. And at the end of the book, my mind was filled with so much information that it definitely helped my art. Didn't shake my faith in the slightest. It got me to wonder about it in mm-hmm. some aspects as to how I was being made to believe in, mm-hmm. in God and the practices we do we take part in, but not once did it tell me uh, get me to be, to think that God is not real in any mm. way. He just pushed my boundaries of thinking and in turn my creative process in general. I think churches need to let their, um, the people within know that it's okay to read books and, and all sorts. Do you think people of, of faith in the past haven't? Of course they did. They did so to find out how the world works mm. and then use the gospel in the right in the right ways to, to challenge those thought processes. Um, and such. I think there is an element of, uh, as you said earlier on, you know, being wise mm. um, in in what you read and what you choose to read or what you choose to absorb. And mm. uh, definitely because, in as much as there are great resources out there, there are also resources that appear great but are very, very, very bad oh, or have really damaging information. Mm-hmm. That, um, and, and so it's it's definitely worth being cautious. Being cautious. Yeah. I think the the balance between being in the word and being having that fellowship with God as as well as diving into different things kind of gives you like a yeah. sort of anchor yeah because um, I know that even gospel rap artists still listen to secular artists oh, yeah. and they 
you can even see that some rap artists, their flow sometimes mimic mm. popular secular artists. Yeah. Mm. So yeah. it's a case of they've been influenced mm. by some of them. And again, it's a shame because it's what well, it can be seen as a shame and it can be seen as them improving their craft, however you want to look at it. Um, it's a shame in the sense of originality and just bringing your own sound. Mm -hmm. um, mm. It kind of makes it seem as though your Christian art has to copy the secular art in order to be accepted sort of thing or in order to improve yourself. Mm. But again, as I said, that's just one perspective. Mm. The artist might actually have a reason for doing that. But um, one thing you mentioned in terms of um, accidents kind of bringing you to the position you're at now mm. is one thing that struck me because it's it's along the same lines for me where I wrote my first poem mm -hmm. when I met Jamelia. Okay. Brat, brat. Wow. And he and, married her. Okay. And, 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 Done now. And it's like, you ain't got bars like that. that and and, and marry he married her. It's like she inspired my very first poem. And that was by accident. That's cool. <laughs> but the poem, the poem isn't what you think it's about. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. But um, that was an accident. Mm. Me doing, me getting into photography mm. was inspired by Robert. Okay. What did I do? When we, <laughs> when we went, when we went on our first retreat, and you were there. Actually, no. I think it was Robert and Pete. I can't remember, but it it, it was the people that were around me, mm. and we were just like, you know what? We're gonna go take pictures. Screw mm. it. So I was on I was on my note too. You had your I forgot what phone it was. Peter had his phone as well. And then we were literally just going out taking pictures on our phones. And ever since then I was like, you know what? I wanna do this. Ever since then I was like, yeah, you know what, this I wanna do this. Mm -hmm. And it's been accidents. But what you said in terms of being open to the accidents and letting life take its place is something that I want the listeners to know that this is it's like it's the hand of God. It's providence. Yeah. God actually yeah. guiding yep. your life. Yeah. Yep. God guiding your life. Where it's like mm -hmm. we have our plans. A proverb says that man may have his plans, but the purposes of the Lord will be fulfilled. That is mm -hmm. the truth. So it's a, it's a case of we had our plans. I weren't expecting to be in this position that I'm in now. I wanted to be like banging a white girl. For obviously, petite white girl. Um, <laughs> shout, out girl. shout out to white girl. Shout out to white girl. It's cool. It's cool. It's cool. God bless. God said no. Obviously. God bless everyone. <laughs> <laughs> There wasn't a diss, I'm just telling you where and, you started um, and where you ended, mate. Um, <laughs> I wanted to be in like a nine to five, so right now sitting on like 50k a year. Easy. Just, just doing my, obviously rolling up in that whip, like just living, yeah. obviously. But that's that's not the life God had for me. And it's being, it's, it, I'm not going to say being humble and trying to insinuate that I'm humble enough to accept it, because it has been a struggle. Because mm -hmm. I've been like, God, this, nah, I don't, I don't want to teach, innit? I can't teach in this country where I can't beat kids. <laughs> yeah. I'm working on them with the violence people. But I'm like, <laughs> when you're born in Ghana, apparently something else happens. Yo, we have discipline. It's not just Ghana. We don't like, spare the rod. Like, you, don't, you, don't, you, don't, you don't just chat to a teacher. You don't talk what? to a teacher like that. Hey, it's cool, it's cool, calm down. You can't get very emotional. Yeah, the heat in this room is rising. No, nah, it's like, some, sometimes, yeah, me and other teachers need to lay it down to the kids where it's like, flat. you know if I weren't a teacher, it would be so real, it would so peak for you right now, innit? Mm. Because I've got the name badge on, I've got to hold it down. <laughs> it's that real. Mm. But yeah, 
um, just being open to the providence of God, being open and just being like, all right, cool, you know what? This is the direction life is mm. taking me. Mm. Let me trust God in mm. this direction, mm. knowing that he guides my path. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever may come, if, if this is not the path for me, he will somehow redirect me. Yeah. Get me into the path that I'm meant to be in. Yeah. And yeah, so it's being open in terms of finding out who you are creatively, yeah. it's being open to the accidents of accidents of life and realizing that God's kind of working through them. Yeah, I think <coughs> I wanna say something. Go on, go on. Okay, thanks. <laughs> um in terms of church and their acceptance or unacceptance of art, I think we come from a history where at one point Christian art was in was everywhere. Because mm. if you look back at paintings, mm. when you go to galleries and you look at that time, mm. there's just it's just pure God inspired. Yeah. Art mm. everywhere, mm. even and, like hymns and stuff. Yeah. yeah, like they were just living life, you know. Mm. But I think what happens is a lot of us come from churches where they were very strict. You weren't allowed to go cinema. You weren't allowed to go theater. You weren't allowed, you know, to be indoctrinated by the devil worshiping people that were creating art outside. Mm. And you wasn't given the freedom to, like, for example, if you were in church and you said, "Oh, you know, I want to follow a." a a life of becoming a singer but I don't want to sing hymns you know mm. I want to sing about life they were exiled you mm. yeah the anointing oil would have come and they would have prayed for you because if you're gonna sing you need to sing for Jesus and that's it mm. full stop and so I don't think it's encouraged unless they can tick that you've you've placed God in it if you if and that's why some art gets emphasize over others in church where it's like oh we'll clap for you because you read your bible card we hear the bible verses amen mm. praise god and then someone else will come up and do something and they'll be like touchy-feely about it because they don't understand mm. that you can create more than just saying god and everything mm. because ultimately god is the greatest creator in it like he created us he created the world he saw that it was good he did a good job well done um and I think all of us have a desire to create in mm, us. Mm. And when you when you find that, I think it's very restrictive to be like, I'm only going to talk about God. Like, I don't have a lot of Christian poems. So when I get asked to perform at churches, I struggle. Mm. I go through my things like, mm, they ain't going to like that, they ain't going to like that, they ain't going to like... And so I end up doing the same three or four poems because I know that, they'll get a good response. <laughs> I'll be invited to come back. That's another question that we could ask a lot of creatives in general. The response. Are you right? I mean, in essence, you are right for a response. You are creating for a response. You need a response to get validation for your art. But at what point does the validation become your dictator? Mm. Yeah, I remember in uni, last year of uni, I had to perform a piece for, um, for an event. And you know me, being me, being a sweet boy, da -da -da -da. I wanted to write a sweet boy piece. All day. This, this All day. Guy. And like the piece was so beautiful and it was so heartfelt. <laughs> I think it's Drake up in here. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 like, Drake. and they were like, no, you, you need to change it. Because apparently there wasn't enough good in the piece. Mm. And so I redid the piece. I, I, no, I didn't redid the piece. I made a whole new piece. I performed oh. it. 
I ticked all the boxes that I know Christian people like mm. when it comes to poetry. Mm. I performed it. Everyone said it was amazing. Da, 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 da. And then Angela was there. Hang tight, Angela. Cartographers. Da, 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 da. Anyway, <laughs> so Angela was there, and she was, and I, I was like, "What do you think?" And then she was like, "It was good, but it wasn't you." Mm. 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 So <laughs> she's trying to say you're not God. You're not. You're not godly. <laughs> There's too much God in there. It wasn't you. It wasn't you. Take nah, the God nah, out nah, of nah. it. <laughs> nah. Yeah, but like, but like Jaladi was saying, like. Just because you don't see God in the peace doesn't mean that God's not in the peace. I, I think it, it's it's more it's more telling of your of your understanding of who God is mm. in the sense of you need to see you know maybe a Bible verse or you need to see it say some things before you think yeah it's godly. Um, <laughs> that's because you I, I think you find <laughs> you find you're restricting God to those things and mm. I think people don't live lives where it's always you know. Happy go lucky, yeah, things are always nice, and those darker aspects as well are just as just as much. You can find God just as much in them as you can, you know, the, the happier ones. Yeah. Um, I wanted to say because it just came to me that I think it's about words. I don't think when you hear, like, if you heard just a classical music thing, you would question whether the person that wrote it was a Christian. Mm. I think if you saw a painting, you'd question whether the person was a Christian. When it comes to words, people like want to hear that you've said God. Mm. But if I could draw, which I can't, and I was just drawing people's faces, no one would be like, there's no God in your piece. Mm. <laughs> because like, mm. I can't draw God, I don't know what he looks like. Mm. But I'm drawing people. So then if I write a poem and it's about a person, mm. how is that still not? Valid. There's a whole book in the Bible where God is not mentioned. That's, 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 that's what I was about to say. Yeah. I was about, it's like, if the Bible contains a book where the author of the Bible isn't explicitly stated. Even even like um, Song of Solomon's, God, I, I don't think God's mentioned oh. them. No, not really. Yeah, it's not. I actually had to study that book when I was asked to write. Sorry, I had to study that book when I was asked to write a piece of Solomon's Muse the first time. Because <laughs> um, when I was asked to, to perform, I was like, I don't know a thing about love. And that mm. piece was sick, you know. Mm. I haven't. I made a vow I'd never perform that piece after that day. I still haven't. Um, I don't, I've never memorised it. It's in an envelope somewhere still. Can you send it to me, please? No. <laughs> um, and, yeah, because, I mean, the whole process of writing that was a stressful one for many reasons. Um, and I, rem I remember when I realised... I did my research, so hold tight Google. I did my research and I found out that Jewish people weren't allowed to read that part oh, yeah. of the Bible until they were over the age of 35. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, well, damn. Okay, so there's, there's not only is it a thing where you couldn't write certain things if it didn't sound like God, you couldn't even write about... So you imagine how many people couldn't feel certain things because they thought it wasn't in the religious book until they were old enough to find that it was in the religious book, mm. you know? So, many, it, so it, show, it shows you how to them how important things like sex and intimacy mm. actually were so yeah. that they want you to be able to experience it when you're mature when and you're mature enough. It maturity maturity is a whole other debate in the sense of when is one is not is mature enough Wait, we are talking about anything. Jewish rabbis so yeah, yeah so I guess it's, the it's a different time it's a different time and mm. I'm, I'm, I'm not Jewish so I'm not going to pretend that I know the goings on mm. of, of even that community even though I live in Stanford Hill and I have them for neighbours but um, <laughs> it's it's you know, I mean, when this this topic is interesting because Robert approached me about this talk when I was in Nigeria, and he told only told, told me the only told me the subject 
matter, which was the creative journey as a Christian. Mm. Um, and in all honesty, um, I've been a freelancer for about a year and a half now. Um, I used to have a custody job in TV. I've, I've had custody jobs elsewhere. Um, and I can tell you if you're creative, freelance or not, whether you've got a corporate job or not, mm. and you're creative on the side, your faith is very important. Mm. Um, it can be very lonesome in many ways than one. So obviously as you get older, there's the whole thing about relationships. In my opinion, life is more than a relationship. But I will tell you that it is good to have people around you that understand you. Mm. Um, and people that can build, can challenge your faith as well. So I'm very grateful for the brothers that are here, Moses, Robert, Pete, and also Jamelia. Um, how I met all of them was actually through poetry, but I can say that for individual journeys, I've been challenged in my own walk. So there isn't a day that goes by that I think about all of them and wonder about my faith, because whenever I see them, they're, they're not forcing it in my face at all, but their faith, their strength is apparent in it. And in my world where... I'm always on the go. You need something to keep you centered. You need a reminder that it's all good, that you're okay. Um, especially when people may fail. Because in the creative world, things can go south a lot. Mm. Uh, you know, a, a lot. I can't tell you how hard it was, or it's been these last few years as a creative. And I'm still here by his grace. A lot of people come to me and assume it's, um, they assume it's all good. I can't. You can't imagine how many messages i get from people saying it looks like you're living the life because i'm in this country the one one weakness i have to tell I, it's not my duty to sit here and tell you how hard it is i'm not trying to discourage you from your own journey but i'm not going to lie to people and make it sound like it's easy i'll tell you it's hard work um it's a whole lot of taking time to talk to god and not just the conventional prayer yeah. sometimes it's me sitting in my room waking up I can't even sleep because I've, I've been insomnia. I sometimes sit in my chair and like, literally, feel, you know, verbally talking to God like, what's good? Mm. <laughs> like, mm. you know, I, I don't really know what's going on. Uh, can you talk to your boy? And that's how I talk to him. That's that's the honest truth. I don't sit down on my knees like, oh, father, no, I can't do that. Mm. I have to be real in my relationship with him because that makes me feel better at the end of the conversation. Mm. Um, I ask him what's good. I don't know what I'm doing. And that's the truth. I don't know what I'm doing. I do what I do because it feels right, but I don't know if it's what I want to be doing. Um, so guide me any way you can, like help your boy out. And he definitely did that last year, because I, trust me, last year was a journey and a half. Um, and as a creative, you need to find pleasure in your art as well, like joy, mm. you know? So, well, you don't do something for no reason, apart from obviously me making a living out of it. I do it because I love it. So even when I'm not, you know, on the off chance I don't have work to do, which is rarely, I'll take a walk from my house with my camera in hand. I go everywhere with my camera. Mm. You know, I'm shooting stuff, you know, and I'm editing, you know, I'm, I'm writing lines here and I'm reading a book. I'm taking myself out to a restaurant just for the sake of it because these things add to my process mm. and they make me feel good about myself. And these things are of God. People don't realise that you're. it's okay to take time. Mm. It's okay to go easy on yourself, you know? Um, I mean, I don't know what you guys' process is like as a creative, but like... I was going, I was going to say, like... In addition to what you guys already even said about, you know, being open to those accidents. And mm. I do, I, I quotation marks, because I, I very much don't, 
I don't believe in happy chance. I don't believe in luck. Mm -hmm. I believe in, especially in the life of a believer, mm -hmm. God being in control of every and all things that happen. And I think, you know, the, the, like the stories you've told, how you meet people by chance and they end up being big influences. Mm -hmm. Or not big influences, maybe small influences. Maybe someone you met and then it's like you don't even remember their name, but something stands out to you. Mm. I think all of those things are placed there by God for a reason. Mm. Now, I think it's important definitely to 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 break away from the... Uh, I, I struggle to say accepted or traditional, but from the the routines that we're taught you know to pray you have to kneel down and then you know put your head down or or whatever because then what if you can't do that what if you're in a position where you can't do that exactly. and it restricts god to being something that is um fickle fickle and, and only only access through certain ways but then god himself demonstrates that he wanted to walk with the people so he would come and walk with adam in the cool of the evening he'd walk with the israelites um and he wants to be so intimately involved in your life that you speak to him as you would, um, you know, a, a mentor, as you would a father, as you mm. would a brother that's walking with you. So I definitely, definitely think that that's in, that's important as well, mm. um, in, in in the process of, of showing God or having God mm. in your art and in who you are. Mm. Um, yeah. What are you, Robert? I think for me. One verse that stands out a lot, or that comes to mind, is be in the world but not of it. Of it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I've, I think the church community has trouble being in. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or like allowing like creatives to be in the world and thinking that they, that, that, that they won't be of it at the same time. Mm. And a lot of the time, most of the time, just the, the, the things that, are, that inspire us aren't things that happen inside church or in church communities it's stuff that happens in the world mm. and that's not to say like you're, you're, you're like sinning mm. it's just like stuff that's happening to you in your everyday life mm. that's inspiring you mm. and you should be able to talk about that mm. without feeling you have to package it in such a way yeah. that yeah that yeah. it will become um um accepted mm. By your church fellows. Mm. Oh, definitely. If if only we had environments that allowed for people like Thomas to openly say that they doubted, like to be honest about it. Mm. Like, we don't have environments like that you can't allow yourself, especially in a church, about to be honest about the fact that you know your preacher preaching about how you paying your paying collection for this special collection will give you a blessing. How you didn't feel like that actually but affected you. In it's not just in the church; it's in the home as well. Mm. Those environments exist mm. in a home, and that's unfortunately mm. where a lot of creative ambitions are stifled. Mm. I remember when I was working in Nigeria, so I was with my mother, so um, and the night before I came back, I pretty much revealed that I'm back. Well, duh, because I'm on a podcast. Anyway, um, <laughs> I, the night before I came back, I went out to know my mother, and occasionally she asks, What am I doing? I'm the first son, you know, you know pressure.com. Mm. Um, but she was like, You know, what's up? And I told her straight away, Mom. I'm not really concerned about it, but I don't know what I'm doing. Mm. I, I haven't got a clue. But she's like, oh, your career, you're doing so well. Uh, you know, you're traveling. I'm like, yeah, no, no, yes and no. But what I'm doing, this creativity, I don't know if that's what I want to be doing. And she said, oh, you need to pray about it. And I told her, can you stop for one second? Can you stop? Because she's, she's a child 
a children's minister in church. Mm -hmm. I had to tell her, can you stop for one second being a minister and be a mother? Give me a response as a mother. Mm -hmm. as yours, this is your son talking to you. Because I, I told her, I'm not concerned about the way I feel. It's a process I'm, I'm dealing with and I'm okay with it. Because somehow I'm still getting to the places I need to get to. But I said, stop talking to me as a priest and talk to me as a mother. What do you feel as a mother? She said, oh, well, obviously when you were young, being a creative was a scary thing for us to hear to the point that my father used to force me to do business because he said, do business. And I felt on purpose because that wasn't me. Mm. He said, it was scary to hear as a Nigerian. No, creativity was not a thing that would be your profit. Mm. So when she saw me making a life out of it, that it was working, she said, oh, I'll go ahead. But to hear that at a certain age, you still don't know what you want to do. She, she, she could be worried as a mother. Yeah. And I have to tell her that, look, do you know there's a lot of us out there who are doing things because we feel like we have to, yeah. not because we want to, that we don't know what we want to do yet. And that's a process that people, parents don't take time to notice. Yeah. If we're not making money, if we're making money, we're good. But you need to understand that the cost of making money, inhibitions or, not inhibitions, but true desires are being killed. Yeah. And, in, in so doing that, the well-being of the child is being put at risk. But you're only concerned to see that they're sustaining. I think, I think, I, I definitely get where you're coming from and I get the frustration as well. But I think you're completely right, except for the fact that, like, we have to be also be mindful or compassionate towards our parents. Oh, of course, no, no one yeah. was ever reprimanding her. I was mm. just asking her to, to challenge her thought process. Yes. Yeah, and say definitely. And say, before you jump to the prayer route straight away, <laughs> please bear in mind that we are still your children. Yeah. And sometimes we don't need the sermons. We, we get the importance of God and faith, but we want to hear your concern as a parent, first of all. Because sometimes it's like the church environment when they say, oh, I'm feeling depressed. They say, oh, pray to God. God will... Sometimes ask us what's wrong, yeah. you know? The church environment needs to take the pastoral care without the pastor part, if that makes any kind mm. of sense, mm. you know? But what, what I was even going to add as well was the fact that, like, sometimes parents want to... They, they, the focus is so much on making money, mm -hmm. but it's at the expense of realising that you don't want... Just because you were able to, and, and you know, some God bless our parents, mm -hmm, the mm -hmm. parents that worked mm -hmm. jobs they hated to provide for their kids, mm -hmm. but they should think to the fact that they didn't enjoy doing that. Of course, and that wasn't life. Of course, and it's not just about making the money. Of course, like if if um, if someone's finding something they love doing, mm -hmm. and it's not business, mm -hmm. or it's not being a doctor, or it's not you know being those. Proper jobs, lawyer, architect. <laughs> <laughs> proper jobs, like they should. They should. I think, especially in an African household, they should be ready to support mm -hmm. the kid in trying to make the most out of what they actually enjoy doing. Mm -hmm. Not everyone should have a nine to five job. Not everyone is built to. It, it's not even that, but people are be, are building other people's dreams mm -hmm. and at the expense not, of their own. You know, yeah, and, and like that's that's even what I was going to add to it. Uh, that. We have to compassion that the parents mm -hmm. sometimes forget that that's important as well. Definitely. And it's not just about making the money and mm. having it. Definitely not bashing. Definitely not bashing them. It's just like a yeah. thought process I've I've observed. When I went to Nigeria, I met so many. You won't believe how broken my heart was to meet so many young people in Nigeria who came up to me and said, I want to do this, but can't because there's no money. Parents won't allow me. What do I do? And at that point, it made me realize that for every moment I feel like I want to quit, I can't, because I feel like I'm doing this for the people who can't do it. Mm. There are so many people, literally, mm. like, when, whenever, I, it's, you know, perspective is everything, right? Yeah. And as a creative, you tend to feel like you're alone, 
a lot until you find people that want to do what you're doing at however level you, you, you think you're doing it, whether it's small or big, there are many people who haven't even got the chance to enter that door because they've been held back by so much stuff. Mm. And they look up to you as someone that's doing it big. Mm. And you have to take it in that raw. Okay. You now have a responsibility to them. Yeah, because they're watching you. You didn't know they were watching you, yeah. but they're watching you. Yeah. You know? And, and it is in those moments the whole cycle becomes complete. Mm. So once you were thinking, God, where is this going? You somehow find your purpose in the moments you find people that can't do what you're doing. Mm. You almost, like for me, I came back from Nigeria and I was determined to somehow provide a space where people around the world who can't afford to be creatives, that they can somehow be creatives. I don't know how that's going to happen. Mm. Whether it's done in my lifetime or not, I feel like I just want to set a foundation for that to happen. Mm. You know, you've, so I came back from Nigeria with a kind of vision that I did before I left mm. to go there. Um, so it's, Definitely something I'll say now that whether you're a poet, photographer, funny enough, all of us in this room are photographers. And poets. That's true. And we're all poets. And like I said, I didn't know these guys up to three years ago. Kind of. <laughs> I didn't know these guys up to three years ago. Mm. Both of us are godfathers of one guy's kid in here. You know, it's crazy. It's actually crazy how this all comes together. But these moments are all proof that you're in the right space at the right time. Mm. You just have to reflect on them whenever you feel down. That God has got your back. Not to sound like a cliche poem, but God has got your back. You know, like yeah. He's put you in the spaces you're meant to be in for a reason at the right time. You just have to really think of the bigger picture, even though you can't see it. You know, that faith is blind stuff. Yeah, yeah. You know. And I think I just want to add with the whole praying before you take a step. Mm. I think sometimes people can pray, pray, pray so much. And sometimes you just have to stop praying and just take a step. Mm. I would edit that and say, prayerfully take the step. Mm. Uh, you, you know, I think uh, the truth, after he had confessed and come back from all of the stuff that he, you know, in, in one of his songs, uh, the truth is that as a yeah, I know, I know, I know. talked about, um, who am I? <laughs> he talks about like, he's prayed and prayed and prayed. Mm. But then sometimes like, I think you're both right to prayerfully take the step, but sometimes it's recognizing that like, all you're doing is sitting there not doing anything. Thank you. Like, you're, you're, you're not actually, sometimes we get comfortable in praying. We get comfortable in, and, and it's not actually like, we're not even Gelani praying at some point because. doing like some, some. <laughs> the spirit is falling on you right now. Um, it's, it's like, we, and if you start to think about it, sometimes we absentmindedly are praying. And it's just because we're comfortable doing that. Mm -hmm. And we're not actually willing to take the faith. And, and someone said it's prayer, but it's not really prayer because it's no longer two-dimensional it's no longer me listening speaking to god and listening mm. it's just me being comfortable with coming to sit here mm. and then speak to god and not listen to what he's saying mm. but sometimes he's and i think that's where what you said is definitely true to prayerfully take the step because mm. sometimes it's like someone described like this like oh god please answer my prayer oh god please answer my prayer and he's like i'm answering but will you shut up and listen <laughs> but like, will you shut up and listen to the to the answer you know, you know? And sometimes think, it's not the answer you want to hear yeah mm. that's you know and more times or not, it won't be in the way that you thought yes. it, it would yes. be. As in, I, I can give you one case study, which was last year, March, a friend of mine, JJ, who I've mentioned, mm. might as well be endorsing him. Um, <laughs> he put on Twitter that he was going to Paris. He's got family out there, but he was going to spend a week in town just meeting creators and anybody that wanted to come should give him a shout. I was broke at the time. Like, broke. Dead broke. Somehow I got through this year. I don't know how I did it. But I was broke. And I saw that tweet and something told me, Go. 
So I asked him, how much is uh, tickets and blah, blah, blah. And he told me, I'm like, okay, I've got that amount of money in my account right now. And he said, oh, once he gets the tickets, he'll let me know and I'll send the money. I said, cool. Meanwhile, my bank was saying, <laughs> nah, G, stay in London. What are you doing? Long story short, my spirit kept saying something else. Go. Mm. So the minute the time that came to pay, before I let my other part of my country say no, I paid, went to Paris. I can tell you that the day I got to Paris, I got a call from someone who said I should come to Scotland to do some work. That same day I got another call saying come to Sicily three weeks later. Mm. Long story short, I travelled eight times last year due to the fact I went to Paris. Mm. If I hadn't taken what I believe was definitely God telling me, fam, go, I got you. Mm. I'd, I, I don't know where I'd be right now. So sometimes, and it's a thing where I was like, why would I travel? What, what was I going to do? We had no plan. Mm. When I got to Paris, I had a camera. I said, let's, let's shoot stuff. And that worked. Helped a lot of what I did. Mm. That's, you know? That's another thing that I've been meaning to, to even mention. When we look at Old Testament, um, from Abraham to his children and stuff, they were just doing them. Mm. And God intervened in their situation. Mm. Like Abraham was just doing him. Mm. And God came to him one day and said, leave your father and follow me. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Up and leave. So it's not a case of, he, was do, he wasn't doing anything re, like religious mm -hmm. or outright righteous. Mm -hmm. He, he was, was just doing him. And yeah. then God just came to him and said, follow me. And that falls into comfort zones. Yeah, yeah. Are we just too scared to up? Obviously, there's some things that keep us tied down for yeah. good reason. Yeah. I wouldn't want to use the word tied down. Like keep us keep where we grounded. are. Keep you keep grounded. You grounded. Yeah. Keep you grounded. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But sometimes it's about leaving. I keep telling people the world's a big place. There's a reason why I keep saying the world is yours. You know, it's it's a huge place, and I mean that it's huge. Do you know how much ambition is centered around the point of you upping and going somewhere just, else? Just getting it done. Yeah. That your ministry, whether in work or in church, whatever mm. ministry is a, is a can be a very broad term. That your ministry could be somewhere else. Mm. Could be on a farm in Cambodia. Yeah. Mm. You just don't know. Mm. But it doesn't it's not about you staying where you're staying. If your spirit's not I always I believe that God can be tied to human ambition and the spirit. If your spirit's not at ease mm. where you come back to sleep every night, you shouldn't be there. Yeah. That's God telling you mm. up find you meant to be somewhere else, but yeah. you have to take the jump. Yeah. yeah. I remember Francis Chan once saying that sometimes it's not about you listening to God telling you when to go. Sometimes it's about you going and waiting for God to tell you to stop. <laughs> shake, shake my hand. That, that's a that, bar. That's that, a bar. That right I there. like that. I like that. And it's like... I like that. Like even the, the story of like, I think, was it Abraham and Isaac? When, yeah. when Abraham was about to kill Isaac yeah. and then God stopped him mm. from doing it. Mm -hmm. yeah. Sometimes it's not God saying go. Sometimes mm. it's God saying stop. stop. Yeah. And then do this instead. I'm waiting on that like, stop. Yeah. Man. God will never say stop and then that's it. Yeah. We'll say stop this and then this mm. is what we have to do next. In terms of what... No, no, no. Keep going. In terms of what Jelade said as well, um, about on your last scraps and then you went to Paris mm -hmm. and stuff like that. Another one of my friends, or an acquaintance, should I say. Damn. <laughs> Downgraded. <laughs> <laughs> no, because we're cool, but we're not that cool. Okay. If that makes sense. Okay. Like, in passing, we're good. Mm. Um, mm. Yeah, he's saying he he's a photographer. Mm. He had his equipment, and then at one point, he felt God saying, you know what? Literally, empty out your savings. Mm. Buy this equipment. Mm. And then he's like, yo, like, I'm, a f I'm freelancing. Mm. If I empty out my savings and I buy this equipment, 
I'm literally just down to nothing mm. apart from this camera mm. and faith that you have told me to do this. Mm. But he thought, you know what? I'm going to do it. And apparently he did it. And like his photography just shot, shot off. Up. And it's like now he doesn't even live in London no more. He has made enough that he is living overseas. Mm. And he comes back to London for one off shoots and it goes back. Mm. I, b- I believe once you're put in that situation where you have... I don't, I don't, I don't know whether you have everything to lose or nothing to lose, but once you're put in that situation, you are suddenly filled with a sense of urgency, which I believe we lack as a generation sometimes. Mm-hmm. But since I learned that from when I used to work at Apple years ago. Um, sense of urgency is one thing they promoted in the staff in terms of if a, if a customer wants something, you don't waste time, you gotta hurry up and get it. Mm. Sense of urgency. You've got to apply that to yourself. Are you serious about what you want to do? Do you have that picture in mind where you want to be? How urgent are you tra- Are you in terms of getting there? Mm-hmm. Do you have that sense of urgency? Mm. I have a sense of urgency because I'm, I'm just like, I got bills to pay and there's places mm. I want to go. I want to be to be as basic as I possibly can be. I want to eat. Mm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I just want to eat. So I'm going to make sure I, I go do the work mm. I have to do to make sure that food's on the table, whether it's for me or my siblings or whatever. I need to make sure the food's on the table. So my sense of urgency is structured around necessities and desires mm. and probably other things that aren't at hand right now, like a family and such mm-hmm. and, and all that. And that could be another area that I won't touch on too much, but in terms of creative, a lot of, there's been a lot of talk about how creatives um, and, you know, creatives in relationships and stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, a lot of talk about how creatives shouldn't be in relationships because it doesn't work, you know, especially when you're freelance and all that jazz or whatever. And I, I used to believe that. Mm-hmm. I used to believe that a couple of years ago. Um, and then obviously it takes proof to, you know, remove that that um, belief. And I've seen a lot of creatives, case in point Moses mm-hmm. um, and Jamelia, who I knew, I knew Jamelia first. And then met Moses, and then I found out they were family creators, and, and they're married with a child. I was like, "Huh, okay." No pressure. Take on that Buzzfeed article. Um, <laughs> not sure if it was Buzzfeed. Don't quote me on that. No, but um, probably was Buzzfeed to be honest. <laughs> I do like so Buzzfeed. I would like yeah, to work nah, for them. Just saying. Buzzfeed, Buzzfeed is dope. They're, they're Buzzfeed lovely dope. people. In case you're thinking of hiring me. Um, <laughs> no, Jolade.com. But you know. I, I can see how hard it can be to maintain a relationship as a creative. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, about you know, finding time to really feed your desires mm-hmm. amidst the job that you might have or a misgiven time to your partner and such. Um, obviously, we're all men here, so we can't speak too much about what the other half might feel. Mm-hmm. Um, but I can say that both things are sacrifices. Because mm-hmm. um, love is sacrifice. Love is sacrifice. But I was thinking about something yesterday, which was trying to see future worth in a present gift mm. you know and really really break it i had to I, I think too much that much i know for sure but i was really breaking it down it came to me on the toilet can you imagine i had to break it down i can believe that people don't understand how important how significant crazy crazy yeah, and, the place to be in. you know there's something yeah. about the cold toilet seat i don't know um, <laughs> but i had to break it down seeing future worth in a present gift and that could be in your art and in your mm. potential partner and sometimes it takes a loss to to remind yourself mm. of that kind of thing mm. unfortunately so um sometimes it's realizing that your partner is there to really strengthen your resolve and what you want to do mm. sometimes the partner isn't right for you you know sometimes mm. that's, that's just the way it is sometimes you're not ready mm. you know sometimes you're not um and you have to learn lessons from all the situations one thing i'll say is that if you meet somebody that 
I believe ambition is attractive. Okay? Mm. I believe that. Um, if you meet someone that knows you were working before you met them and is okay with that and is still giving you their time, mm. you have to be aware that they're giving you their time, mm. that they're waiting, mm. but they can only wait for so long. Mm. Man or woman, you know, whether you're a girl that's creative and you've got a male partner and vice versa, they, they're waiting. So you have to make sure that as a creative, you get so used to being alone. It's dangerous. Because you become so, without knowing, you become so self-centered. Mm-hmm. You know, going out to work, coming home, sleep, eat, repeat. Mm-hmm. That when someone comes into your life, even texting and all that stuff, calling, you have to make sure you, you allocate time to these things. Mm-hmm. Um, because there's only so much they can handle mm-hmm. before things go south, things don't work out. And then you add more stress to your emotional status after they're gone because you realise you had something. Exactly, it affects your creativity. You know, feeling that at the minute. <laughs> See, the thing is, we had a conversation about that. Yeah, we and one thing I'll say is, it's not a bad thing to feel. It's mm. part of life, you know. It will have a pass or things mm. will come to a resolution somehow. Yeah. You know, and life is not a Hollywood movie. Yeah, so, you know what I'm like, saying? It's not like you see in a pouring rain and be like, I miss you. And, no, it's not. People misunderstand It's not that. You need Sometimes you need to take charge of your own happiness. Mm. In the sense that if you want something, go get it. Mm. The same way you pursue your creative pursuits sometimes pursue your emotional ones too. Mm. Um, scary, yes, as a guy, especially. Pride, death to pride. Um, especially in these circumstances, when you know you want something that's good for you, go get it. Um, and take, but obviously talk to God first. I think, I think that's, that's the thing is, um, as, you know, for, for the Christians listening, is your, your Christian, being Christian in and of itself, all of a sudden means it's no longer just you. Mm. It's no longer just you doing anything. Mm. All of a sudden you realize a truth that's already existing, that God is in control and that you are accountable to God for your life. And so that aspect of talking to God or praying or doing such things shouldn't be, a, it shouldn't be a, 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 even like a far-fetched idea. It should be mm. second nature. Mm. That you are you you are in constant communion with God about such things because that's where I think you are able to. Someone said, you know, if we are looking for tools, if we're looking for tools, we will find a few. But if we look for God, we will find tools. And I think if you if you if you search for God for who He is and, and you are able to realize the importance of your walk with him mm. that translates into everything you do mm. and that translates into your art that translates into your your walk your direction where you're going that translates into the luck mm. and into the happy accidents that happen mm. that then influence your life in a certain way or allow for you to influence someone else's life mm. and just talking about like growth because it's creativity i think another thing is to be diligent in um, in in studying or in in honing your craft, mm-hmm. like everything we do, there's a way or there's documented evidence of as to how to improve, mm-hmm. you know, and and not to restrict yourself to that. Yeah, um, you know, we've heard poetry, read, or if you want to write better, read more, enlighten yourself, mm-hmm. be educated. Photography, there's ways to like improve it. Go out, take mm-hmm. more pictures, you know. But even if your your art isn't in those things like it's not in painting maybe you're a martial artist maybe you are whatever your creativity there's ways to improve mm. and you did uh, diligently applying yourself to seeking out those ways mm-hmm. in and of itself will lead to mm. your growth and i think it's definitely important i to think that. i to that you should 
find what inspires you like research yeah like do research into what inspires you definitely. and what inspires your craft yeah babes yeah definitely because <laughs> <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I know with me i write a lot of love stuff mm. so <laughs> that, that point is so lovey dovey it's so on the gates what i was about to say because he was like research i was like expose yourself to things and you're like babes i'm like no don't expose yourself to babes hold on <laughs> so i know with me i'm very drawn to love related things mm. so if it's books i like books that have like a like a, a, a romance, romance. E- even if it's not happy romance mm. even if it's something where um the guy is going out with his best friend's girlfriend after he committed hey. suicide no, no. and then later on she goes into a psychiatric ward who is this dark-skinned drake <laughs> <laughs> and then the girl ends up hanging herself in the woods wow um, Have you read a story like this? Yeah. Very dark story. This is a real thing. Oh, it's a real book. I don't want to read it. It, it was, uh, it's, it's actually one of the most beautiful books I've ever is read. Is it fictional or is it real story? No, it's fictional. Okay. Fictional. I don't want to read it. It's a... it's... Man said it's a beautiful, most... You know what, yeah? Hold tight, the author. There's beauty in... Don't, don't, don't say cliche. <laughs> don't, don't, don't do but it. There's <laughs> one, yeah, there's... I actually want to touch on what Jelani touched on in terms of um, partnerships and relationships. What between creatives. Sorry, I just put. We were talking about you while whilst you went yeah. here. I heard you say you, my name. You will. You will. Was August, say my was name. All... Say my name. No. Yo, 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 yo. What? Yo. <laughs> what? I was having a karaoke moment. Uh, no. Um. Sorry. Um. Love partnerships. Yes, partnerships. <laughs> 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 he looked into Jamila's eyes. Got lost. Obviously. Oh, what are you talking about? Yeah. Let's talk about her real quick. Um. It is. It is such a case of sometimes I feel. If I didn't have responsibilities, mm-hmm. yeah. I would be able to explore mm-hmm. and to do more creatively. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But having that extra someone who supports me mm-hmm. gives me that that extra strength sometimes mm-hmm. when I can't really carry on. Mm-hmm. Like right but, or left. It was like <laughs> when, when like inside joke people inside joke. <laughs> Like when I, <laughs> like I just clocked it. Like when, because <laughs> so I was on a train of thought. Like when I kind of lose myself creatively, mm. like I'm not really feeling inspired or anything like that. She kind of gives me that wake up call. Like, mm. well, you haven't really written in a while. You haven't really taken any pictures. You mm. haven't done anything with your camera. Mm. And I'm just like, oh wow, I've kind of let it slip. Mm. I've kind of f- f- fallen into the into the monotony of life, and I've mm. kind of let creativity slip mm. but also knowing that her love for me is such that she allows me the freedom and the space mm. to go out and do these things mm. that whenever I am out I'm conscious that she is like she has willfully denied herself of time with me mm. to allow me to do this so I need to make sure that I utilize this time mm. effectively mm. I don't just come back with any half-hearted shots. Because I would tell him they are half-hearted. But I come back with something that I can be like, look, this is what I went and did. (laughs) When I sit down to write poetry, and I'm like, babe, you know what, just give me a little while I'm trying to write. (laughs) She has just sacrificed time with me. (laughs) I have just sacrificed time not only with her, but with Leia. (laughs) So I need to make sure that I put something decent down. (laughs) So it's like, Knowing that she is sac- she's making sacrifices 
encourages me to be more diligent when mm. I am dedicating time to it. Mm. And I know it's likewise with her. Whenever she has to go out to do anything with writers and scribes or something, mm. knowing that... Shout out writers and scribes. Shout, shout, out, shout, out, right, right. shout out the homies. So it's like, she knows that I'm at home. Mm. I might be looking after Leia or something like that. Mm. So she knows that like, whatever she's going to do, she needs to put in that work. Mm. Obviously, I'm speaking for her, I'm sure... Given it's opportunity all right, I can sign, I can Yeah, and I think Shoots. for that, it's like an added incentive and an added encouragement to actually do what you, uh, do what you're doing. And also, it's like my love for her is such that I want to spend time with her. Mm. So even if it's at the expense of not taking pictures today, mm. I want to spend time with her. So I don't necessarily see it as a detriment, mm. but rather. I get to spend time with her. Mm -hmm. Sometimes mm -hmm. we take pictures together, yeah? Sure. And mine are better than his. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. I've learned. I'm not the photographer, people. I've learned. Oh, <laughs> way too much amusement, you know? Way too much. It's like, she, she's much better at taking pictures of people than me. Mm. I've spent a lot of time taking pictures of inanimate objects and mm. just things. So I'm good at that. But she's a lot better at taking pictures of people. people. So I've actually spent time looking at her pictures of people mm. to see how she does it mm. and try to replicate them in my pictures and see if I can put my little spin on it. So again, she has fed into it. So not only has she fed into my poetry, mm. she's fed into my photography. Mm. I've always so fed his stomach. My teeth. Done with. The bars out here, you know. No, so amusing. So yeah, it's, it's a case of if as a creative, I don't necessarily, that's not, no, I'm, I'm going to use that term. As a creative, mm. sometimes a partner could be the greatest blessing yeah, truth that there. you can get. That's truth there. Hold tight, me and Robert. I feel for with me right now. <laughs> Honestly speaking. Sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just not compassion there, sorry. <laughs> Honestly speaking, I, I feel like right now, as much as I hate to say it, our partner would be a detriment to me and my creativity. A detriment? Yeah. Different stages of life. Right? <laughs> no, do you know what it is, yeah? I reckon if Robert, when Robert gets a partner, hey. that went from his, his poetry might be put on the back burner for like Ooh. a couple months, yeah? But when he comes back, this yeah. you see the pieces right now. Right. Like have you see the, he seen the, to the tornado his, name pieces his, right now? His poetry, yeah, is going to be X-rated. You know what? To be honest, sometimes I believe that your poetry before something happens might not be as profound as you think it's going to be when it happens. Mm. It's no, like no, I'm not trying to say that you're not going to mm -hmm. be dope or something. Sometimes I just find that the absence of having something. Mm. Makes when you, you it makes you write better when you have it you might not want to write about it because you know how we said when you have a good thing you'll be too busy experiencing it yeah, yeah. like I haven't yeah. been so able to write about Leia well I wasn't able to write about Leia for ages and every time people were like oh have you written about motherhood yet I was like no it's common it's common people that's why why do you think there's so many songs about breakups compared to people being in relationships Adele I'll have to Adele I feel like me with me if if, if I did get into a relationship, that wouldn't happen to me because of what poetry has become mm. for me now. For me, right now, poetry isn't just writing poems. It's become a form of showing love and affection. Okay. Mm. So, like, I write a piece for the enjoyment 
of my partner. Even if it's not a happy piece, even if it's a sad piece, mm. just that they can sit down and enjoy it, it and feel something. Mm. Yeah, that's enough. that's just like one way of me saying, I love you, mm. I uh, I appreciate you. Mm. Your anniversary cards are going to be fire. <laughs> <laughs> and now that that's what poetry's become for me, mm. now that there's no one in the picture, I can't write anymore because mm. poetry became a form of mm. affection. Mm. And now there's no one to, to give the affection to. Give the affection to. to. Mm. Now I can't write, so now I'm having yeah. to relearn how to write. Because it's the same it's, with very creative, man. Like, it's in any kind of art form, there is always something you can't do in the absence of something else. Mm. And um, that's okay. Yeah. I, mean, uh, I think that gives rise to, like, it, it gives rise to like another area being mm, able to, to develop, put, to develop. Yeah. Mm. Uh, and writing on, on a whim within a, mm. yeah that kind of mm. I'd love to be able to do that my gosh that would be incredible mm. yeah to add to add as well yeah I've never actually been able to write a poem about Jamelia what? I've tried that's what I've heard you write a piece about her. that's the thing I've written a, a the piece that I wrote was wasn't a wasn't to her uh, okay it was it about it about me it, it was about me and her Okay, so writing a piece, I couldn't do that either. That's long. It's like it's long for man. It's like writing, writing a piece, piece. <laughs> writing a piece to your partner. What writing a piece to Jamelia. It's a case of I will start writing the piece, and I'm just like, these words cannot capture my emotions for her. Mm. Yeah, yeah. But it can't convey what I actually feel, feel. what I want to say to her. Mm. It can't do it justice. I, I take that. a picture, and I'm like, I can't even take pictures of Jamelia because mm. I'm like, it can't capture Touch what I see. see. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, but it's sometimes it's not. But sometimes cliches are truth, you know. <laughs> Question to Peter. Oh no, because because of comment yes. I just heard. Hot seat. So everyone knows that Peter's a shower man poet, innit? <laughs> what? Peter shy is man. a shower man poet. Oh, shower. Okay. Shower man shower. poet. Shy. Okay. No, no. Peter's an amazing poet, innit? Shower man. Shower man. What is this? But. Peter's slang, slang, slang. upper half is not an appreciator of poetry. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Put me out there. No shit. That's okay, people. That's no okay. That's okay. You know what? Yeah. That's you okay know, too. Without mentioning your names, we love you. <laughs> That's okay. Yeah. So you're listening, we so, love. So Peter, how do how, how, one? How does that make you feel? And two, how and then how do you go about writing poetry, knowing that your partner's not gonna. And you can't. It. You can't write no well, poetry like vows either. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, you know what? All, all, all the people that listen to this podcast that know Peter, don't try and start scrolling through his pictures trying to find out who she is. It's not going to happen, mate. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen, It's not for you to know. Like, this is know. it. Wait until the wedding invite. Mm. Or whatever. If you get one, if you get one. Like, you want to Or like that. You want to be receiving Let me rephrase that. Look for the Facebook picture update. Mm. Yeah? Mm. Whenever if he's even allowed to post it. <laughs> if he's still on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, PR answered the question. No, no, it's it, initially, uh, to be very honest with you, initially it was hard. It was so hard because the best poems that I write come from spending time with her or come from her. You can have um, the remote. <laughs> <laughs> it's your face I want to see anyway. anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> yeah, so, so initially it was hard and it was a frustration and... Um, uh, and it, it it was it was a bone of contention in the relationship in and of itself, but through that God started to teach me certain things about myself and revealed certain areas that I was taking pride in, um, because she wasn't giving me that kind of validation that I wanted. Uh, God was using that to remove or to show me certain areas in which I was I was getting validation that I didn't need to. So through that, God actually ended up, you know, it's like it's like pruning 
something. It was a painful process, but he was removing things from me that didn't need to be there. Mm. However, that said, I find because when you're in a relationship, um, by God's grace, it's it's like that you start to love everything about that person, even if that's not what you would originally do. I do mm. karate. She doesn't care about violence like that. Um, I, I, poetry, she never would have thought about that. But because I'm lucky enough to have her love me, she starts to love those things about me. And so she tries, like, she, not even now, now she does it, now she gets it. But she would try and like she would read and she would take the time to study and ask me what does this mean or why did you put this there and stuff like that. Um, and and it's it's yeah it's, it's to the point now where I can write for her, give it to her, and if she likes it she'll tell me. If she doesn't like it she doesn't get it, she'll tell me. And it's it's cool because I'm writing it for her, mm -hmm. uh, you know. And and it's it's that element of growth and that element of loving each other that has even brought us together even more. So sometimes, so from Peter's um, testimony, it can be said that sometimes your partner hasn't even got to be a creative if you're a creative. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. possible that, yeah. you know, that it, it's possible. Yeah. You know, a friend told me there are, what, seven billion people in the world now? Probably eight, I don't know. There's eight billion people in the world. He told me, I was going through a messy situation and he told me something that I believe can be applied to anyone who feels in the wrong relationship with someone or for many reasons. Sometimes you're in the right one, but you just don't know it yet. It takes time to prove. And sometimes if you believe you're not in the right one and you want to be out of it, he said, there are 8 billion people in the world. Who are you to think that you are the center of someone else's universe? Mm. When he said that to me, I, sh I was like, that, okay. <laughs> you take several seats, kind of thing. <laughs> sit down. Sit, sit down, kind of thing. Um, it, it hurt my ego to hit, but it's the, it's the truth. Mm. And sometimes, at some point, you have to realize that people progress. We move on. Mm. Uh, no matter how long the process might take, we move on. So if you're in a relationship that you feel like your partner isn't validating you creatively, it's not necessarily a bad thing. They validate you in other ways. Mm. It's, up, it's up to you to realize that your creativity isn't the basis of your relationship. Mm. But if you really feel your creativity is such a part of you that you need a partner to understand that, and you're not getting, that, you're not getting enough from your partner, that's call it quits. Obviously, take time to really mediate these feelings before you say we're done. Yeah, not too <laughs> no, many breakups after. Yeah, you're saying like <laughs> I'm not just saying I'm not just talk. You're saying I'm not just saying I'm not just saying cut it. I'm saying like take time. Obviously, have no. discussions. Really try and work through. It. And if you ultimately can't work through it, and I mean work, yeah, because relationships are not a, a fly by night process. Yeah. They take time, okay. And bearing in mind that relationships, I'm not an expert, but they're definitely about sacrifices. Yeah. So if you have to give up your your validation from her creatively to be with her because you really do care for this person mm. so be it it's not mm. the end of the world you know what I'm saying before you met her what were you doing how were you getting your validation so why do you need a validation from her to keep going mm. and know? I think I think as well uh, it's that idea of love being this great butterflies thing as Hollywood presents it is not it's not <laughs> it, it is really not that's Hollywood's best lie it is it's, scary it, it as really heck. isn't it really isn't it's, it's frightening but then also something that I learned from Jamelia and Moses was um, Golden Cover from <laughs> that, that book uh, The Five Love Languages mm. um, and you what? guys did the test and, and it's, it's a book written by this guy about different love languages and the fact the idea that people have <laughs> Different ways of expressing, different ways of love. receiving love. We'll do the test. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll go on my phone. We'll yeah. do the test. Yeah. Okay. 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 Why are you doing the test together? Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> brother can't help a brother up. A brother can't help a brother up. Man down, man down. Anyway, it was, it, no more software for you in it. <laughs> It, it, it was it was it was a thing. Just like the on the podcast. I know, right? <laughs> I'm editing that out. It was, it was a thing where 
a thing where realizing that that's one of my love languages, those words of affirmation, mm. as it's called, is one of my love languages, also helped her to f like learn how to reciprocate and receive that. Because mm. yeah. that, that wasn't her thing, but her learning to receive that because that's how I express one of the ways in which I express. Mm. So what are your love languages? Sorry? What are your love languages? Um, I'm, not, I'm not about to out myself here, no, like that. Like, but the five that are are <laughs> quality time in no particular order. Quality time, uh, words of affirmation, um, acts of service, physical uh, physical touch. Physical, physical touch. <laughs> 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 I'm sure physical. So just for everyone to know, Peter's two love languages are words of affirmation and touch. That's not, that's not true. I don't think so. That's not true. I don't think so. Am I wrong? It's not touch. Why yeah. do you not want it to be touched? Like, I'm touching it. You know what? Fine. Yes. Oh, God, no. It's touch and it is words of affirmation, actually, in, in that order. Don't yeah. worry. When, when no, there's no shame. There's no shame. When I come karate again, I'm going to get the guy to touch <laughs> <laughs> Oh, people at karate don't know what they're doing. They think they're hitting me, they're hurting me. They don't know. They don't understand. You're not going to say they think they're hurting me. They don't know what they're doing. They are showing me love. Thankfully, me and Moses have similar... Yeah, it's, um, it's identical. It's essentially languages. identical. So, so uh, it's very easy. What's your love languages? Quality Bruh. time is like number one. Yeah, mm -hmm. I can see that. Then words affirmation. Especially if you're a Christian and you're creative and you're struggling to mesh the two or you feel like it's difficult, um, Imagine a Vision for Christians in the Arts by Stephen Turner is a epic book. Uh, read that. Okay. It will help you. Um, well. Also, so I've watched this at two like a hundred million times, yeah? And there's this part where Whoopi Goldberg like, recommends this book to... Um, Lauren Hill, can't remember what her character name is, <clears throat> to see if she really wants to be a singer. And I decided to actually get the book. It's called Letters to a Young Poet, and it's by Rainer Maria Rilke. And it was like 37p on Kindle, yeah? Like, this is how much they don't rate it. But, yeah, when I say the book is, it's just fire. Mm. Like, it will just change your perceptive, of, like, everything you thought you wanted from poetry it will just mash you up and then make you rethink life, yeah? I'll say the same about this other book, which I discovered through Boondocks, whole type Boondocks. Um, so Huey Freeman um, quoted a poet called Khalil Gibran. And the, the quote was, pain is the breaking of the shell that encases your own understanding. Hey! Um, <laughs> the minute... <laughs> <laughs> So Moses just My chair him. almost dropped. So Robert said a dookie and Moses almost buckled. I did not edit that in. That's power from oh words, God. you know. But um, the minute I heard that quote, the minute I heard that quote, I had to pause the episode. I went on Amazon, found, typed in the, the well, went into Google, typed in the quote, found the book. Kelo Gibran, 
K-A-H-L-I-L-G-I-B-R-A-N. Kilo Gibran, the prophet. That's yeah. the name of the book, the prophet. Believe it or not, he was a Christian poet. He's been dead for over a hundred years or so. Um, there, um, he's incredible. He's my he's my mentor more or less. There's like he's hours incredible. and hours of his stuff on Audible. You can actually get it for like uh, one credit or something. If you're a poet, if you're not a it's poet, it's on Kindle for forty nine p. I'm yes, now downloading. If you're a poet or not a poet, you have to read that book. His poetry reads like effortless stories, mm. profound one liners that hit your soul, mm-hmm. um, and they've helped my creative process. I don't write like him, but he's show me what poetry can be but not only that it's too much about life that a man from over 100 years ago can speak so much sense it seems like his words aren't even meant to be here yet um, I only recommend the book as well <laughs> book club you know this is called this book is called Still Like an Artist sorry Still Like an Artist <laughs> <laughs> and it's basically a book Telling you that it's okay to, to to steal from other people. Not me, boy. But not like st- <laughs> <laughs> copyright. Obviously, obviously, don't steal. Like, like steal. You know, steal. <laughs> make it better. And like, just and like take an- the whole poem. Just <laughs> take read the whole poem. Credit them. Credit them. And then another thing that I, I thought was amazing that was said in the book was, you should create the things that you had wished had been created for you. Mm. 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 Nice. Mm. I like that. Yeah. I like that. And that's why I like my poetry is the way it is mm. because... That's what you would have wanted yeah, to read. Yeah. There's like... There, there wasn't anyone like really hitting it. Right in the sweet way, bro. And, yeah. And <laughs> in, 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 in what Robert said, in that case, reach out to people you, you like in terms yeah. of the work. Yeah. Too many times I go to a show and I tell people, if I do perform, I tell people, look, I'm here after the show, come talk to me if you want to. You stop giving out social media. I don't really care for it much. Mm-hmm. Go talk to these people. Mm-hmm. You don't, we're actually human. We like to share because we like to see how other people do their stuff too. Mm-hmm. It helps our process. So talk even if you're not at a show, just reach out to people, message them. Though I mean, most of us aren't douches. Mm-hmm. We will actually respond. <laughs> most. Most, most. most. Disclaimer, disclaimer. That's what I'm saying, most. Most mm-hmm. of us aren't douches. Well, and, you know, so yeah, everyone in this podcast right now is an artist. That's dope. So if you have questions for them outside the podcast, Ask them. Come find us, man. Well, not come find us. That's a little long. But at us. <laughs> yes, yeah. um, We're going to give out the Twitter and uh, thing anyways. Mm. Just before we wrap up, um, one thing I just want to say as well is in, in, in reading all of these great books as well, one thing I've actually found beneficial for me, and Robert's actually touched on it, is to just read fiction books. Yes! Yeah. Yes! Just read just like normal everyday storybooks, fiction books. Yes. It it just widens Everyone. your yeah. imagination, All your your creativity. You you start to see just how other people put images together, how mm. they do it. Yes. We've all kind of touched on and Watch just anime. reading. Expose yourself. Expose yourself to these things. You Good things. Get anime as, Not babes. <laughs> as a Christian, you don't, watch anime. you don't just Some need babes. to read just like this this pastor's book about prophecy or that evangelist book about this. No, just read day-to-day storybooks. Yeah. Mm. Like another uh, in terms of that, a book that I would recommend, C.S. Lewis. Mm. The Cosmic Collection. Mm. C.S. is a bad man. C.S. Lewis, The Cosmic Collection. Yeah. Mm. Ghana like, Must Go is a great book. Wow. Well. Sending. <laughs> no, 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 it's, it's a great book. book. It's actually a book. It's, it's a send. Oh, it's a book. Yeah, it's, it's a, a book. book. Oh, it's actually a book. And it's on the bookshelf. Yeah, it's like even The Cosmic Collection. Just the way he describes everything. He's talking about other planets and stuff. But just the way he describes it and just brings other planets to life. Mm. which are not there, mm. 
did so much for my poetry mm. to be able to allow me to bring images to life in my poems. Mm. Uh, I just want to say as well, two last things. Um, we're we're making notes of the books written here, like mm. we're 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 all friends, we're all family, and we're still making notes of of these books. So like, if you if you want to make notes, don't feel like you shouldn't. You, you really should take notes. I'll put it in the mm. uh, description. Post in the description, it will be there. But lastly, <clears throat> one book that I want to say as well is the Bible, and, and not just as a Christian, but in the sense of not just reading it because you have to read two verses a day mm. so that you can say you did your quiet time, but also like. <laughs> Like, the Bible is full of some incredible, Stories. incredible artistry. Yeah. So, like, the Bible as well is, is a great book to read. Um, mm. Lastly, for the special guests, James, because we haven't given you the opportunity to do this, any projects that you'd like to, like, plug <laughs> or, like, talk about or just invite people to or something like that? Um, we're going to be here so. for a little while still. No, we're not. How dare you? <laughs> no, just because oh you guys God. are so Obviously. important to the, to the culture. It's, it's more about, faith, um, like, keep, keep in touch. Like, things are going to be happening. Yes. They're not happening yet, but they're going to the be happening. So how can they keep in touch and find out? Well, obviously, if you don't know me, get to know me, innit? What? I'm here. Uh, no, right, no, 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 seriously. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so my project is is called writers and scribes with zeds both times because we're fly like that um <laughs> writersandscribes.com at writers and scribes on twitter but on youtube and other things i can't remember um but yeah me personally i'm in the process of getting a children's book done Jeez. inspired by my baby girl Leah. Leah. Um, and i'm also working on a short story um, and we've got projects coming up that are going to blow your mind. So, yeah, just... just. Can you just spell writers and scribes? <clears throat> yes, I can. W-R-I-T-E-R-Z-N for November. S-C-R-I-B-E-Z. <laughs> Thanks. And um, I don't have anything coming out. I don't really... His whole life is a project. We've, we've, we've shouted his yeah. website. Like, like joelade.com. www.joelade.com. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but I'm reachable by email and all that stuff if you want to talk. What's your email address? Uh, it's on the website. Info at joelade.com. Blah. Do you have any upcoming events? No. <laughs> Listen, Lade should stay open it. Just it's in find the newsletter. Just watch him on it. Facebook. I mean, watch this guy on Facebook. He's going to this event near me. Facebook, I, is, telling actually, me yeah. Facebook, <laughs> Facebook is telling me. Like, Facebook is telling me I'm going to places I never said I was going to. This <laughs> is like, Jolani is attending a, an event near you. I'm like, what? I'm actually not. <laughs> I need I to go to this thing. Eh? I need to go to this thing. No. Alright. Um, okay. Um, what am I doing though? <laughs> Twitter. 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 Looking, looking for babes. Okay, yes, looking for babes as always. As always. Shout out to the single ladies. We're, we're on TV if this guy's on Tinder. He's not. He's not. He's not. He's not. I'm just mocking. He's not. Cost us a viewership. Anyway, so the Twitter is at the Furnace UK. The email address is tbsfurnace at hotmail.com. Leave comments, leave... No, what's the SoundCloud? Hey, you can find us on SoundCloud, www.soundcloud.com slash theblacksmithsfurnace, no apostrophe. Um, you can also find us on iTunes, search for The Blacksmith's yeah. Furnace with an apostrophe. Yeah. Um, shout out to Partners in Rhyme, who give us the intro and the outro music. Um, and I also meant to mention Calvin Turner, 
who is the founder of Torah Media on Facebook. Uh, he designed the logo, the Ordinary Mason logo. Thank uh, you. Give him a shout out as well. Mm. Sweet. And also, no. if anyone would like to audition for Bay, um, you can reach Robert at the <laughs> handles that he just said. I'm, I'm, I'll be waiting. I'll be waiting. <laughs> said audition for Bay. Um, audition. A, a special, oh, that's for Robert, by the way. That's for Robert. A yeah. special thank you to gems um you've been on like the last well actually what they wouldn't be out but she's been on a few podcasts with us she's one of like all of them out um, it's just because you like in my house yeah <laughs> <laughs> and 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 real, real real big thanks to jelada he's come from so far it's so late it's only east london it's so good um and he's glad, made time to in be very here. busy schedule yeah, yeah. he's got to take five chains and two buses to get <laughs> quick quick notes he's, he's had to reschedule like five meetings tonight just to be here raw <laughs> i didn't even know i had meetings <laughs> quick notes uh in the weeks coming we're going to be doing february is kind of like a love themed thing so it'll Hold be different that, aspects of love we've got, <laughs> <laughs> we've got someone coming in to speak about fashion and how that affects uh, a christian's walk and how they present themselves how they get attracted to other people gonna kind of someone talk about valentine's day why we hate or love valentine's day we will be dropping a poem every week for the valentine's special to get y'all in the mood no pressure thank you guys so much for listening um, this has been another episode of Blacksmith Furnace. This is us signing out. <laughs> Huey, say something deep. Huh? Ain't got all day, boy. Be deep. Your pain is the breaking of the shell that encloses your understanding. It is the bitter potion by which the physician within you heals your sick self. Therefore, Trust the physician and drink his remedy in silence and tranquility. Khalil Gibran. <laughs>